The EU considers a major ban on Russian oil. OPEC considers excluding Russia from an oil production deal. An Apple iPhone manufacturer says the China lockdowns did not hurt business as much as feared. We cover the biggest analyst calls of the day in U.S. home prices accelerate to the upside for the fourth month in a row. This is the Running With The Money briefing. Let's get into it. It's not a question of enough, pal. It's a zero-sum game. Somebody wins, somebody loses. I had been a rich man, and I had been a poor man, and I chose rich every time. Money never sleeps, pal. Just made 800,000 Hong Kong gold. There are three ways to make a living in this business. First, be smarter or cheaper. What is up and welcome to another episode of the Running With The Money Briefing. We are back after a little vacation from the show, but either way, we have to get right into the biggest headlines of the day and, of course, what in the world the market did throughout today's session, the first session of the week. It is a short week, of course, coming off of the holiday, but let's get right into it. We have the S&P 500 moving to the downside by 10 points. Dow Jones finishing the day down 151 points. NASDAQ down 109. And the Russ 2000 down 2.3 points or 1.2%. Meanwhile, the VIX also moved to the downside today, which is an odd move considering the moves in the market. The VIX down today 0.16 points. So a crazy choppy day in the market. At one point, we saw the indexes moving into the positive for quite a little bit there. And then going into the back end of the day, we fell off. But shifting into the biggest headlines, of course, we have to talk about oil and what in the world is going on with oil globally. As we know, oil prices have been grinding to the upside and some news out of the EU actually this morning propelled prices higher for a brief moment. So the EU or a group of EU leaders have reached an agreement to ban 90% of Russian crude by the end of this year. Now, it is important to preface the move in oil on this news because at 2 p.m., roughly 2 p.m. today as well, the Wall Street Journal reported that OPEC is considering suspending Russia from the group's output agreement, which is big. And in turn, given that news, oil then proceeded to sell off a bit. So this is something to note. We got positive news in the morning if you're an oil bull, and then we got negative news if you're an oil bull in the afternoon. So that's all something to pay attention to. But getting in on this embargo, this ban, a 90% of Russian crude, the European Union has agreed on this embargo to, in essence, stop Russian crude imports into European Union countries. Now, there were a few countries that were excluded from this, but not many. This will be a 27-nation block in which will embargo 90% of Russia's crude imports by the end of this year, 2022. So this is big news here. Now, it is important to note that Russia did account or prior to all of this, accounted for just over a quarter of the European Union's oil imports in 2020. So it's no small feat 
for the European Union to be doing this. And this is all connected to, of course, the war in Ukraine. They continue to place sanctions on Russia in order to stop this war as much as they can, or at least slow Russia as much as possible. And digging into the details of this deal, the European Union countries will have a total of six months to stop imports of seaborne Russian crude in eight months for their refined products to be halted from import. Now, that timeline is going to officially start once these sanctions are fully adopted and passed by the EU, which they are going to attempt to do this week. Now, shifting into the later headline on oil that broke the media just this afternoon, OPEC considering the exclusion of Russia from their oil production deal. Now, digging into this, according to the Wall Street Journal, members of OPEC are considering the idea that they should suspend Russia from their oil production deal, of course, as these Western sanctions hurt the nation's ability to produce more oil. In What would this really mean for OPEC countries? Well, it would pave the way for Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates, according to Reuters and other sources, and of course other OPEC members, to produce more oil to meet the demand that has been basically uh, needed for many months. And that is, of course, why you're seeing this craziness with oil per barrel prices moving to the upside very rapidly. So it would pave the way, in essence, for these other countries in OPEC to up their production and, of course, make more money on top of that, which not a bad thing for those guys. So it is something to note, but that is indeed big news, OPEC, considering excluding Russia from the oil production deal. Now, shifting away from oil, of course, we need to talk about Apple iPhone manufacturer Foxconn noting that despite the China COVID lockdowns, the impact on their operations wasn't as bad as expected. And of course, this is indeed some positive news for Apple, given the fact that Foxconn is a major manufacturer. So a little background on this. In late March, of course, China did order a series of lockdowns to commence in major cities across China. And then not long after that, of course, Foxconn noted that they would pause their operations in Shenzhen, which is a major manufacturing hub in China, and they produce some iPhones, Macs, and iPads, of course. So it wasn't good news for Apple. Now, then, shortly after that, Apple did spook investors just last month when they warned investors that third quarter sales could be hurt by as much as, according to CNBC, $8 billion as several challenges are affecting the company, one of those being these issues in China with manufacturing, including Foxconn. But recently, just today, we got commentary at a Foxconn chairman, Li Yongwei, who said that the company has seen a more limited impact from the lockdowns than they had expected. And this is positive news for Apple. In fact, Foxconn actually raised their outlook for not only the current quarter, but the full year as well, and noted that key manufacturing facilities have actually been operating at normal levels and that product development is still moving ahead. She went on to say, quote, the overall lockdown impact on Foxconn is rather limited. You can tell from our revenues in April and May's performance is also better than we estimated. So the negative impact on Foxconn and in turn possibly Apple due to these China lockdowns 
may not have been as bad as rumored. Now, shifting into Tuesday's biggest analyst calls, of course, we had Morgan Stanley naming NEO a tactical research idea. The firm went on to say, quote, the stock has traded off lately, partially due to lingering concerns over the suppressed sales amid the lockdowns in Shanghai, which made up 15% or more of the company's sales in 2021. The associated production disruption also adversely affects the ramp-up and launch of NEO's new models and aggravates the market's concern over NEO's sales momentum. Now, Mizuho today also reiterated Tesla as a buy. The firm went on to say, quote, Gigafactory Shanghai partial lockdown, a near-term headwind. Though potentially stronger September quarter and December quarter rebound in sales. That said, we believe a partially stronger September quarter and December quarter rebound is possible with improved supply chains in Berlin ramping. And then Mizuho also today making a call, reiterating Rivian as a buy. The firm went on to say, quote, We believe Rivian's one chassis production lines, two battery modules, and three inverter and powertrain production and supply are healthy. But some specific commodity chip shortages are limited ramps. Rivian noted it is working to assure allocation from suppliers. So Mizuho also reiterating Rivian as a buy. Now shifting away from the electric vehicle names for the day when it comes to analyst calls, we had Jefferies reiterating Amazon as a buy today as well. The firm went on to say, quote, macro indicators appear to be deteriorating at a faster pace. The resulting negative sentiment across both consumers and businesses is likely to result in more cautious spending patterns, with headwinds worsening as the economic slowdown deepens. For consumers, that means less discretionary spend on pricier fiscal goods and more price sensitivity to service items. Now, simultaneously, Credit Suisse initiated Sherwin-Williams as underperformed today as well. The firm went on to say, quote, a rising interest rate environment could negatively impact residential commercial paint demand. Sherwin-Williams is by far the leading firm in North American pro-applied residential and commercial paint market among four major providers of DIY or do-it-yourself house paint in North America and a leader in selected industrial paint markets. Credit Suisse initiating Sherwin-Williams is underperform today. And then finally, Daiwa upgraded Zoom to outperform from underperform. The firm went on to say, quote, recent tech pullback resets our view on the stock. Upgrading ratings. We like Zoom's core business, but shy away from the ancillary products. After the market slowdown, growth expectations seem more realistic. Daiwa upgrading Zoom to outperform from underperform. Now, shifting away from the biggest analyst calls of the day, U.S. home price appreciation once again accelerated for the fourth month in a row, according to Bloomberg. Home price growth in 20 U.S. cities actually moved to the upside for the fourth straight month in a row, with Tampa, Florida showing the biggest gains in housing prices. Now, if you take a look, a measure of prices in those 20 cities actually moved to the upside by 21.2% through March, following a 20.3% gain in February. And that is according to the S&P CoreLogic Case-Shiller Index that was released today, that metric. Now, it is also important to know that all 20 of these cities that reported well, they all reported double-digit price increases for the year-ended March and 
prices in Tampa jumped a whopping 34.8% according to the statement out of S&P CoreLogic in the Case-Shiller Index. Now, shifting into some commentary from Craig Lazara, a managing director at S&P Dow Jones Indices. He goes on to say, quote, those of us who have been anticipating a deceleration in the growth rate of U.S. home prices have to wait at least a month longer. He goes on to say, quote, mortgages are becoming more expensive as the Federal Reserve has begun to ratchet up interest rates, suggesting that the macroeconomic environment may not support extraordinary home price growth for much longer. Although one can safely predict that price gains will begin to decelerate timing of the deceleration is a more difficult call. So you could say that home prices continue to move to the upside, but at some point they are expected to move to the downside quite drastically, given, of course, what the Federal Reserve is doing. But that is the show for the day. Thank you for listening to the recap of this beautiful Tuesday session. But we will, of course, be back tomorrow with the biggest headlines, biggest analyst calls, and much more. In the meantime, go get my boys over at Pounding the Table a listen and follow anywhere you listen to podcasts, including Apple podcast and spotify also please go and give me and my team a follow at running with the money on instagram and facebook or at luke on twitter until the next one ec profit trade on and i will see you tomorrow